And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Chris Honeywell and Scott McGregor. Howdy. And we're on our way to the Justice League. <laughs> um, yeah, we figured we did Batman versus Superman. We might as well uh, follow up on this. I can actually pay for this movie because it's not a Zack Snyder movie. Not completely. Really. We'll get some ducats from it, but yeah, yeah right. I'm all whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever. He gets he gets some some tragedy points or may, whatever. May the gardener forgive us. Oh, well, whatever, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's his choice not to see it. I want I want to be able... I'm, I'm, I am legitimately curious. Yeah. I'm not really psyched to see this movie, although I'm not not psyched. I'm not, like, facing what I've faced with, especially Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Just the prospect of crushing negativity and gloominess... Well, and I for, just felt there was no reason for that movie to even happen. For really. three hours long. <laughs> you know, I know I'm not going to get pummeled for three hours yeah. with just, like, pretentiousness and gloom. There's there's going to be some levity and fun, you know, with apparently, you know, um, varying levels of whether that fun is any good or not. But There's going to be lots of Wonder Woman, and there's, you know, that's... Improves the movie at least twenty five percent right there, uh, even from just a visual aspect. Well, for visual aspects. Well, I'm you know I mean there's just a lot. I'm going to be looking out for all the you know tinkering. Yeah. To, to wait, you know the 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 clash of Josh Whedon style and Zack Snyder quote unquote style. Um, it's going to be very interesting from just a academic point of view, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be I'll be checking that out, but I don't know. I I, I have a feeling that if it's really poorly written, it's not going to hurt as much, and it might contain enough fun to be something pleasant. We'll see. Well, I, here here's where I operate from. Anybody that ever grew up with like the Super Friends on TV, like we did. And the occasional Justice League comic has been waiting for this movie forever. You know, so it's like I almost can't not see it. <laughs> Even though I've read things similar to Batman vs. Superman, which makes me already kind of sure that I'm not going to love it. But I'm hoping I can shut off my critical mind for the next two hours. Oh, I, I'm definitely not going to... I could definitely have not seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, last night when you were like, oh, there's a 115 show, I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> going to go see Justice League on Tuesday. I'd forgotten all about it. It yeah. was that, you it's, know... It's not one of those midnight showing must-see things for but me. Yeah. You, you know what makes me somewhat, like, a little <laughs> relaxed about seeing it is people are not battling over this, you know, there's not a, a yeah. blood 
Not yet. <laughs> no, there. It's if anything, it's it sets off little pockets of people still fighting over Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel. Yeah. You know, it's bringing up a lot of those arguments again, which whatever they've been all presented and and <laughs> clashed so many times, it's like beating a dead horse. But yeah, there doesn't seem to be. There's, I mean, even the people, and I'm not talking about reviews, because I've read the reviews, and the reviews are alternately like, eh, it's not as bad, or they're like, this is a total piece of garbage, Yeah. blah, blah, blah. But that's from a reviewer point of view. From the people who've been waiting to see this movie, there's almost been a collective sigh of relief. So I've been thinking, I might enjoy this. And I remember seeing Man of Steel and... And in the first half hour, going, I might enjoy this movie. Yeah, this we, might be we were both enough. pleasantly surprised after that, if I remember this, correctly. This, this might be qu- uh, a, a, a quirky, interesting movie, and then it and then it really wasn't. And Batman versus Superman from the beginning, it was just like, here, we're gonna beat you over the head for a little while. Oh, and it was just pretentious as fuck. And then too. you realize the little while's three hours. Yeah. And, <laughs> You know. It wasn't even, you know, even with the story, I didn't have a huge problem with the story so much and some of the writing. It's more technical shit that I haven't liked with these movies. Some of the look and the CGI soup at the end and, you know, I don't that know. Ca- that's part and parcel editing. of Zack Snyder. I've, the my, editing my, has just been flat out horrible in some of these. Well, my, my bottom line with everything from... After basically um, Batman Begins has been script. Yeah. Script problems. And Zack Snyder, you know, I think he's a garbage fire of a director, a non director, but he's Ron Burgundy. If you give him a script, yeah. he will just he will just transcribe it up onto the screen. And then yeah. you just have to deal with his visual style. That's what Wa- Watchmen was like. So all somebody had to do is take the script and adapt it straight up from the comic as straight up as they possibly could get away with with just a couple of tweaks. Yeah, and they did a fairly reasonable job. They did a reasonable job of copying the pictures off the comic page and putting it on the screen. But he had, on top of not giving Zack Snyder, uh, on top of Zack Snyder being Zack Snyder, you give him a bad script and like. (laughs) The only thing missing from total disaster is the the actors have all been, for the most part, you know, at least committed and. That's the most positive thing I'm seeing in reviews the is the characterizations and yeah. their interplay, which is always good. All the all the you know, it's it's sort of like the Star Trek movies. The cast is there and they're willing to do it, and you can see that they can do it. Yeah. And you can see that you would really be into it, and uh, so. So, you know, there, there, there might be some fun despite itself. And, and I have a feeling that it bodes well for the future because, well, maybe... It's hard to say whether it bodes well for the future because the fan reaction has been like, yes, we like the fun stuff, we like the color, but it doesn't seem like that's, hap- that's reflecting in the box office. No, and I think me versus us a lot to do with that, that yeah, people just I know. aren't trusting the third time around. And I think it's slightly unfortunate, I feel that it's slightly unfortunate that like, okay, they're making a course correction and people aren't aren't backing it up. They're liking it, but they're not backing it up. Yeah. But at the same time, 
I only feel just a little tiny violin playing because it's like it's the, the yeah it's it's the, it's sort of what happens after something like BBS you know people uh, I know there's a lot of people who are like ah you know it won't be long before it's on Blu-ray yeah well and also they I feel like DC Warner kind of shot themselves in the foot by releasing they basically kind of came out and said yeah there'll be a special edition there's like 40 minutes cut from this because we had a two hour mandate that's something you keep out of the press until the first couple Even weeks go by. Even if people know you're going to do it, just don't say it, you know. Right. Yeah. And that's just, you know, oh, so what's the motive? Because that's what everyone says about B versus S, you know, among my friends who didn't like it the first time but found better things in the extended edition. So now you're just going to so have people sick, waiting yeah. for the extended edition. That's going to kill your box office. And this might be the evidence of that. I think our online friend Zachy said it. I think he's the one that posted it. Well, said it best that was, uh, you know, Star Trek Into Darkness was to Star Trek Beyond as B versus S is to this as mm. far as box office. Because Star Trek Beyond was yeah, that, deserved it's, it's to do better than thing. it did. Yeah, it's a similar thing. <laughs> but there's but, too much ill but that's will. The thing, but the, and, and it sounds like, and now I'm pre-judging this movie, but it sounds like... You know, I mean, Star Trek Beyond wasn't, like, a stunning success of a movie, but it was a course correction. It was like, yeah, that was pretty... That that, that, they were, I, that felt like a Star Trek movie, and you could tell they were trying. Yeah. Despite, there were a lot of flaws to but it, I, I, and there were a lot of messy, I watched it by other means. I actually yeah. rented it on Blu-ray, but, I mean, I, I didn't plop down the, the cinema money for it. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of bitching about... Zack Snyder and Marvel versus DC, but I just want to remind everybody, and I've been doing this a lot online. Marvel and DC are apples and oranges. Yeah. Even though they are two comic companies that have traditionally been, Marvel set up their own movie company that all it does is their movies in their universe. Yeah. And that's all one, it one does. One thing, one job right, to do. <laughs> right. Everything in that company is focused on, so every movie is also interest, has an interest in all the other movies mm-hmm. being successful. Whereas when you're dealing with Sony, Warner Brothers, you're dealing with all the bullshit that comes with being in a studio. Comes with a studio. And that bullshit has been baked into superhero movies like throughout their career as studio movies so this is not unusual this is not just something like you say DC is getting it wrong it's that's a sort of general statement of it but it's like DC might have gotten it wrong by deciding not to make their own do like Marvel right right DC and just do DC movies and have everybody there focused on it instead now you have all, you have the studio thing where you have guys sitting in boardrooms who want to want to pee on the corner of every movie and get their mark in it. So you have all sorts of weird shit showing up that doesn't make any sense because somebody who's got money into it or you know influence on it is saying you know like I want pee in a jar, you yeah. know, because <laughs> I like pee in a jar. But did I just say that out loud? Okay, we're getting near the movie theater, so uh, we got to shut up now and. The next thing you'll hear is us stuffing our faces full of burgers and telling you what actually we think of 
Justice League. What? Yeah, whatever's gonna happen. I'm here. consciously optimistic. I am too. I want to enjoy my. I really want to. I'm not enjoy optimistic this. as it to being a good movie. Right. But I'm optimistic to where I I might have a pleasant experience at the movie. I'm theater. hoping so because I already promised my girlfriend I would take her to this too because she wants to see it. So I'm, oh, I'm so you're committed to, it to twice like now. twice within the next five days. Ooh. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So yeah, you definitely got more of a dog in this uh, fight. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back in a minute, and uh, you'll find out. Completed that task. <laughs> <laughs> Our podcasting duty. I always feel like I'm walking into a minefield reviewing one of these DC movies. Yeah, because they're so divisive, man. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I did enjoy most of this one. Better than I think I thought I would. I'm going to say, that, I mean, the first thing I think I have to say is just objectively... It's not a good movie. It's yeah, that's... A, yeah. Not a good piece of filmmaking. That's not even a subjective thing, folks. There's there's really certain beats <laughs> that you it's have to trouble. know how to... It's obviously... It was obviously a troubled production. There were obviously things that they were trying to correct. And, in a lot of ways, did correct mm-hmm. with this. I mean... That being said, that it's not... Sometimes good. overcorrected, even. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the overcorrection might just seem like an overcorrection in contrast. Yeah. It's just like, how did this world and these characters go from this tone to that tone? And so it's totally in- inconsistent with, with Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. I couldn't, right. be, I couldn't be happier about that. Yeah. To tell you the truth. It has elements from both of those. It's obviously it has elements, strong elements of Zack Snyder all the way through it, but you can totally see all the correction that took place once he left the production. Um, One of the best ones was that they, I think the final cut got a lot more Wonder Woman than it would have if her her movie didn't do as well as it did. And this movie shined for it. She was awesome in it. Also... I might as well say spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, are we? Okay. Oh, yeah, let's spoil the hell out of it. (laughs) This is probably going to be my one crack at it, so I might as well. Um, They kind of got Superman right for once. In some ways, that was really cool. In other ways, it just begs the question. It's like, is it really that hard? Is it really that hard to write a good Superman? Because... That's what they say about dialogue, um, no, the actually, story, everything in here was, was pretty much, it was not maybe your perfect Superman that you would want, but boy, oh boy, it is. Well, I hate to say it, but I think he, the advantage was that he didn't have much to do except just be Superman in this. Well, yeah, And but, so that's yeah, easy but, but enough that's to what, write. That's what I want. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. But, I mean, unfortunately. That's all <laughs> Superman can do. Right. And so, yeah. And I mean, 
you could almost see the, the relief and the, ba the bad CG over the mustache on Cavill's face of having, being able to smile. He's smiling in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much every scene except for... Talking to kids, joking. And he has that, that personality of Superman where he wants to be like one of the guys, but he's also Superman, but he's also a good guy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so he's kind of like a, a Boy Scout. There's a bit of the, a bit of the Boy Scout in there. Um... The story, the story, and the the villain are just ridiculous and not. I didn't care less about the villain. Yeah, I mean, he he looked cool. There's no real feel of peril that he's going to succeed in his plan. His plan is just seems like you know, put three boxes together. Oh well, yeah, and he's basically Sauron from you know Lord of the Rings. <laughs> just wants his mystical toys back. But he's boring looking, he's not an yeah. exciting character. A lot of great, like, fourth world Easter eggs from him, because that's where Steppenwolf comes from. To the average viewer, it's going to be zilch, you know, that don't know Kirby's weird stuff like that. But that's okay, I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be in there that do know about uh -huh. This movie reminds me a lot of the last Star Trek movie, the third Abrams verse Star Trek movie. Where Abrams was taken was taken out of the equation, yeah, and some people got to correct the tone, but not get it all the way there, right? <laughs> but go towards being there, you know. In a well-written, you know, the thing is, this does establish these characters, and for the most part, they're decent. Aquaman and Cyborg are pretty much, um, man. There's not. There's obviously a ton of stuff missing from there. There's a, cyborg's just cyborg goes from being brooding and feeling sorry for himself to just being a guy, right? Without any reason, just by virtue of him joining the team. Um, I, I liked Aquaman better than I thought I would from the trailers. I, I did not like him. Well, I'm still not a fan of the whole Dudro thing. But, I mean, presumably he's going to become more of the monarch of the sea, you know, like a proper... I yeah, thought he should act a little more dignified being the king of all the oceans and all, but... I guess I this is kind I, of early on in his I don't think Aquamanic. the actor had a lot of charisma, you know? He yeah. wasn't like... Well, a lot of ladies like would if, disagree with you. It's Jason Momoa, but... Well, he's got big <laughs> muscles and yeah. stuff, but, I mean, like, so does The Rock. Yeah. And so does, um, what's the guy who played in, from the Guardians of the Galaxy in yeah, Blade Runner 2049? No, no, oh. the big guy. The wrestler. Oh, yeah, Drax, Batista, Dave Batista. Mm. Mm -hmm. They have charisma. Yeah. They have a personality. His personality, like, was like a wrestler. Yeah. He talked like a wrestler. He had a little bit of a southern twist. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like... Yeah, which, I mean, I guess you would... I thought they were going to more make him, like, Hawaiian. <laughs> you know, surfer dude. Well... Um, no, there just wasn't much to him, and there wasn't very much aqua for him to do. No, that's, that's the problem. That's always been his problem when fighting <laughs> with the league, you know. Like, hey, unless we're near a river or ocean, 
bay. Yeah, there's one scene where he gets to use water to save the day, sort of save the day from water. And basically, other than that, it's just the other heroes throwing around, throwing him around a spear shot, <laughs> like you'd seen in the trailer. Spear and punch shot, yeah. And go woo. Yeah. You know. But Gather Goes great. Barry Allen is. I really great. like the Barry Allen, and I say that coming from a like, you know, oh, the only one real Flash is on TV guy. But this was pretty neat. It was a little more. Well, I guess it's early in his thing, too. I always see Barry Allen as already the accomplished, you know, crime lab guy. But there's something in that leading up to that in this, so. Now, he's also not developed very well. No. You see, the most you get of his backstory is just like piecing together visual from what his lab looks like. I think the effects in this movie hurt his... I mean, no, the effects are better than I expected, considering what I was reading in reviews, but... From what I was reading in reviews, now, now it had a lot of cheesy CG in it. Yeah. But that kind of worked to its advantage for me, because after a while, I started looking at this as just a cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking of, like, I was lowering, I guess I was lowering the bar in my head and going, like, all right, this is just, like... I think of this as the, the first episode of a TV, the TV version of this. Yeah. And and it would be pretty good. It still wouldn't be good as a lot of the TV superhero stuff, but it would be, you know. And, um, oh, it's sort of like the old days of superhero movies, of studio superhero movies, before Marvel, where... You just have this mess of tinkering by all the the, the suits, and you're, you're you're stuck with that because they're expensive movies, and so you're gonna have every producer and, and and you know person in the boardroom wanting to make sure they get their money back or get, to get their influence in on it, and uh, so it suffers from a lot of that same stuff. But I gotta say. Compared to the the tone and the just oppressive blah, yeah. Batman versus Superman, I welcomed it. And I've got to say, what really, and I don't hear this getting mentioned enough in the reviews or, or of the people that I know that see it, I think Danny Elfman's score. Oh, that was nice. It yeah. was a long way. Danny Elfman's score was giving me feels throughout. Yeah. Because it was upbeat. But unfortunately, then they break it up with some shitty pop soon, tune. I mean, if they had just kept this shit through the whole thing, I think it would have improved it greatly. Yeah, let's talk about the very first, Ugh. like, the opening. They have this Leonard Cohen scene sung in that... that Everybody that knows. Post, ...post-modern little girl voice. And, you know, of course, it's a completely bleak song. But... And, and and that is the most Zack Snyder. That it is. is. That's exa- the, what I exa- video, thought was Watchmen when I was watching that, mm-hmm. which he did better in Watchmen. But so, but I think in that a way that was smart mm-hmm. because it gave you that that the Zack Snyder atmosphere, and then started knocking it down. I would have used the Cohen version though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Just like the cover has come together. Yeah. Oh. Terrible. 
especially in contrast to the Danny Elfman music. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm assuming Danny Elfman might not have been doing the score before Josh Wheaton was in. Was he originally going to be that? I'm not sure. Because, of course, there's a lot. I heard a lot of the Danny Elfman Batman yeah, oh yeah, that's crazy. He pretty much, yeah, did both that and, and Williams. Good homage in this. And, boy oh boy, it seems cheesy, and it was a little cheesy, but boy, it it works, yeah. you know? It works in the movie theater to hear that iconic theme. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I mean, when you've got something so vastly kind of different from those things, I guess it's nice to give a nod to them. I don't, you see that? I don't think this movie, I think this movie was more like the Danny Elfman Batman mm-hmm. than the Zack Snyder joint. Yeah. It came out like that. I mean, it, I did notice, I thought, I thought that Whedon would get credit as co-director or something, but it was like a, a film by Zack Snyder. And, yeah, Josh decided to just Alan Smithy his way out of that. Well, just in case. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's you know the Josh Whedon stuff is what made it made it a bearable movie. Oh well, Josh Whedon's touch and the actors. Yeah, the yeah. actors are re- it's just like Star Trek. They're ready to play their parts, and I like them in their parts, even the ones that aren't fully well. Maybe with the exception of Aquaman. <laughs> I think he showed up and did what he was supposed to. I felt like a little of phoning it in maybe a little bit. and I think maybe he is at this point. Um, I don't know. Sorry, audience chewing. You gotta, I gotta think, it, so I think it puts to rest... It won't put to rest, but in my mind, it puts to rest <laughs> the whole thing of like. Really think DC tried to marvelize this movie. I yeah. mean, the thing that's the dead giveaway to me is the two having two post-credit scenes. Yeah, which that. I don't know if it's a great idea because it presumably sets up stuff that may or may not happen at this point. The first post-credit scene is great. Yeah, that's that's, that's a beautiful that's, thing. That's literally like that's I, comic book fan squee yeah, time right there. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not as big a fan, but I know there's people out there who've been waiting their whole lives to see that. Yeah, I already saw it on TV though. They did the new TV Superman and the TV Flash and did the race. Did that really? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, huh. it's better that we have two of them than yeah. none, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> It's kind of amazing that we have two of them. <coughs> and then the second the second one, uh, I, you know what, I won't spoil that, but I'll just say, as soon as the scene opened up, I knew what it was going to be, and then I instantly lost interest. <laughs> yeah, the first scene was just kind of really off-putting a bit. And to, in, in a cryptic sense, for those who've seen it, the way that second one was set up was really kind of stupid. It sets you up to think one thing and then you go, oh no, you know, this has happened. And then you see the boat heading, or the, the motorboat heading towards the yacht. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
you should have had the person that you were thinking about on that boat with the other, but it, so it's like cuts in time or something like yeah exactly it's, yeah. it's like it just like unnecessarily well it's weird see I mean the guy at the end there that came to talk to the other guy at the end there um it was supposed to be like early in the movie like they had hired him to do an opening scene like you know James Bond opening sequence probably who Batman would have been fighting in the beginning as opposed to the the punk that he just let get away for some reason uh, instead so I was kind of surprised to see him show up at all because then that may be the only time he gets to play the key he's supposed to carry that over till the to the next solo Batman movie but who knows if that's ever even going to happen or what it's going to be. So that may oh. be his only time playing that character. You reminded me with the opening scene. All right. I like that opening scene where Batman's fighting a, uh, like a good old-fashioned burglar. Well, I thought I meant the, the one with the, the home shot video of Superman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that, but you saying that in the sequence reminded me of what was there, which is... Batman fight the, the burglar actually had a bag like a, yeah. the only thing he didn't have was a mask and striped jail outfit but so Batman catches a burglar to catch a parademon because he's making him experience fear to draw mm-hmm. the parademon in because somehow Batman knows that yeah and then but, some of the off screen shit that we don't know about then by the end of the scene, the burglar is just sort of chatting with Batman. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of like, yeah, Batman, you know, ever since, and like, like, commiserating with him. Yeah, it's like, well, I guess I'm okay if there's aliens. Batman won't arrest me anymore. And Batman's just like on his on his radio going, Alfred, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, yeah, Batman the, gives away his identity at least three twice. different times. At least twice <laughs> he's talking to Alfred in front of somebody, and then. Then you got Lois calling Superman as he's floating in the air. Clark, yeah, ten feet away from a cop who's sitting there, you know, sitting by his cop car. Guess that cat's out of the bag, you mm-hmm. know. I don't know how you hide that one after Beaver's ass anyway, but. Well, I thought they just covered it as you know, Superman died and Clark Kent died, and uh, yeah, he was there covering the got, story. Got crushed in yeah. some rubble or something. <laughs> but they're about to, yeah. But but he's going back to work at the planet apparently, so you have to explain that one. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It doesn't matter as much when it's not a Zack Snyder joint. No. It doesn't burn me as much. And maybe it's because I'm not as attached to the characters or some of the people that I know. I tried to go into this one just kind of forgetting about Beavers. Is that ever happening, really? <laughs> just maybe Superman was killed some other way. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I bought Bruce's like guilt over Superman not being around and stuff anymore. Seem to be some incongruency between his character. Well, there was some incongruency against everybody's character, pretty much, except for Wonder Woman. Right. Wonder Woman was the only one that, like, nobody said, 
We need to fix Wonder Woman. Right, yeah. As a matter of fact, they're like, no, she's let's fine. get a little more Wonder Woman in there. She, she, yeah, she, she was a star of Beaver, yeah. yes. <laughs> and of her own thing. Yeah, you, know, you kind of don't want to mess with nope. Wonder Woman at this point. It's the only thing critically that's sort of keeping them above water. All that being said, $96 million in box office ain't bad. For, for opening weekend, I mean, I mean. Oh no, but that's like that's international too, though. I think. And as we were saying before dinner, you know, them you can feel what's missing in this, and it's it's because they're trying to serve too many characters in one movie that they haven't set up with other movies. <coughs> so you are you do lose some kind of impact about like. Flash and Cyborg, and we don't know them at all, really. Yeah. In this universe, unless we're comic fans. So they're introduced fairly okay, but probably too quickly. Theoretically, they're supposed to get their own movies, right. hopefully. Um, so that was like, that'll be the opportunity to shade their characters in more, I guess. But Well, that, that's where we're going to see the Civil War, maybe, between... WB and and now they put Jeff Johns in kind of like the Kevin Feige role. Because they've announced a shitload of movies that are supposed to come out. Right. But we'll see if, you know, if this doesn't do the huge money they hope, it's still a good opportunity to maybe like reboot and get these characters going in the right direction. And we'll have to see if they all of a sudden freak out and pull a bunch of movies like, no, no more cyborg movie people, you know. Make four hundred million dollars. We're not giving him his own. They probably here. will because that seems to be their pattern. Yeah. Is to just constantly re. But that's also the pattern of Hollywood studios. Yeah. You know? yeah. Although I imagine Marvel would have done the same thing. Yeah, we'll never know. Like if Ant Man or the first Guardians had crashed and burned, who knows? But. I don't know if you can have, like, your big team, you know. I mean, that's the thing. If, if Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, if the Justice League doesn't, like, eat four, you know, then there's going to be executives being like, what's wrong here? Right, because Thor, theoretically, should be about, like, like Aquaman. Yeah, yeah you it's, know? it's been Marvel's least earner right. over the but, years. But, again, Thor Ragnarok was kind of a little correction in the Thor... Mm-hmm. Or changing the Thor yeah. formula, or as they say, Thormula. <laughs> I don't know. The thing about it is, I did not walk out of this movie feeling not like B versus S, like no, I just wasted just three hours of my life. And, yeah, yeah, oppressed and hostile. No, nothing. If it, I'll enjoy seeing it again with my girl in a few days. Uh, there was, there were a couple, I'll get a good nap. I can't other. remember what, what was the other laugh. The first, I had a real laugh out loud moment where, in the in the most somber moment in the movie, where they're lowering Clark's corpse into the over the water, yeah, into the water, the amniotic and his, fluid, and his dad's his, <laughs> picture, his dad's yeah. picture falls, falls in the water and, and lands in the water on its side. <laughs> <laughs> That had to be a Schneider thing, and man. And then sinks like, like a ship. <laughs> that just felt like his pretentious operatic shit right there. 
I was guess I was like, is this amniotic fluid really thick or something? And that's why it does that. But if it was so thick, then uh, a paper piece of paper would slice into it and then go straight. Down. It was no, it was it was, it was Zach Snyder trying to make <laughs> trying to make some comment about pocket metaphor for libertarianism or something. That was saying. Uh, and it's so funny that, like, Man of Steel was, like, not... It made money, but, you know, they were trying... They were, like, trying to get further with it. But they keep... The elements of from Man of Steel have been run through all three of the movies. Mm-hmm. That spaceship, you know, we always end up on the spaceship. The last movie they had... He basically fought General Zod again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Suits becomes General Zod for a minute when he wakes up. Yeah. Well, I just took it as he was like just completely discombobulated. Yeah, yeah. Which they did kind of neat with him, like his powers being out of control and seeing everyone with skeletons. I knew it was coming. Yeah. But at least he didn't just show up in like the last ten minutes. And, you know. and during that fight, there's a nice moment with the Flash too. Mm-hmm. I like that moment. That was that was. And it's funny though. I, I was like, oh, they're trying to do with the Flash, which I guess is just by the nature of being moving really fast. They're sort of like, here's our version of the Quicksilver scene. Yeah. Not as good. <laughs> well, I just kind of like it. Well, the problem with the visual style of these is everybody's lights. going in slow motion. Yes. <laughs> so you kind of have to do something different with the Flash or it's not going to work. But his fight with Superman is just visually kind of neat mm-hmm. because of the physics of it. It's like Superman can't quite connect with him because he's like fighting just basically. He's just he's not able to freeze Superman. He's just able to slow him down just enough right. to. And that's honestly that's the kind of stuff I like the most of the superhero movies when you see. The physics and the stuff that you've been reading about, reading and seeing, you know, as a as a comic book, come to life and have yeah. it look like you pictured it. And that was, you know, that's. Hell, I even gave the most recent shitty Fantastic Four movie for props for effects. They did do the, some of the uh, Euro effects really well on that. Mm-hmm. Rest of it was a garbage fire, but still nice seeing Reed Stretch and Johnny Flame on, and you know. I would say this movie sounds. Uh, I haven't seen that fantastic. I haven't seen any of the Fantastic Four except for the Roger Corman one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I, 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 I'm thinking this movie might have done a little, might have worked out a little better than that one as far as an entertaining movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got to get some more caffeine. But I don't know. Do you have anything else uh, pressing? I like it better than B versus S. Oh yeah. Which I, mean, I kind of hated. I mean... So make of that what you will. I don't the, know, it was... Of the DC Universe, I would say my favorite is Wonder Woman's second favorite's Batman Begins. And then this is third, would be would be third. Yeah. Uh, I think I might go with our listener, Pat Delmore, and, and say Green Lantern I actually like better than this one, but... 
This I have a, it was a more. It was one guy. It was a consistent. I have not vision. seen Green Lantern in long enough to remember much about it, except that I that I liked it too. I was like, I don't. See, but I, then again, I'm not steeped in Green Lantern. Well, I, stuff, I really so am I not either. Really know, I, mean, I anything, didn't know if they were getting anything wrong. Or yeah. Right. I don't know enough to say that well or not, but I mean, it felt like a superhero movie to me. That yeah. wasn't ashamed to be in a superhero no, movie. Uh, and this did too. That was its advantage. It, it embraced its weirdness, unlike, you know. And it had humor and yeah. it was colorful. Yeah. And, well, well. I don't know if I want to issue a recommendation. For, I, I, if you're if you're a DC fan and you, you weren't completely turned off by Batman versus Superman and stuff like that, I would. I guess I would highly I say recommend the East, this movie. Easter eggs alone, it's worth the price of admission. You got Star Labs in there. You do have a Green Lantern in there. Spoilers. Doing Green Lantern um, shows stuff up in a plant. Yeah, which is really nice to see. It's not the Green Lantern that we're going to get, but it was a flashback. Thing. The, the, yeah, the, there are some really good fight scenes. There's some good action scenes in this. That's what I'm saying. I'd say huh. the pe- I'm saying the only people I think who might really hate this movie are the people who really love the Zack Snyder style. I don't know about that. I just think it's still got enough for the, the B versus S fans. If I was stuff, a big but. fan of Zack Snyder, which spoiler, I'm not at all. <laughs> I fucking hate him. <laughs> but if I was a big fan of Zack Snyder, I'd be like, this is a per- perversion and betrayal of their yeah. vision. The try the movie company's trying to push the Marvel. Uh, look that's on the, it if it, if the this is a perversion of Zack Zack Snyder, then I'm, I'm a pervert. Per- I'm I'm a, I'm a flaming pervert. Lock <laughs> yeah. me up, man. Yeah. I am the Harvey Weinstein of, of nerd movie reviewers, if, if, that, if it's that case. All right, on that note. I, I didn't hate it. Uh, I liked some of it. I'll, I'll go with like what the, the current tomato meter is running, 50 yeah. to 60 percent, I guess. Uh, uh, it's not a good movie, but it's, a, it's, it's entertaining enough. It's, even for me, who's been a hater and not big on the characters, to make it through it and go like, oh, that was a painful... I would recommend it on a matinee. I won't we, say not to go see it, but if you do and you don't like it, don't blame me. You, you, know, what, <laughs> you know what else also helped is we found out today, it's a Tuesday, and we found out that all matinees on Tuesday are $5. So that, uh, that really helps my attitude towards the movie a yeah. lot. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see on the whatever next movie that we uh, where we're eating in uh, Five Guys. Black Panther's coming up beginning of the year. Ooh, I'm right. really looking forward. To I'm that. really looking forward to Black Panther too. I love Lost Civilization yeah. movies, and well, this one had thigh mascara in it. Yeah, and, and Atlantis. We got some Atlantis. What for? Whatever that's worth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> That's all we're going to talk about it. Bye-bye. Call the roll. 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 Of the Justice League. Of America. Superman. Here. Aquaman. Here. Wonder Woman. Here. Flash. Here. Metamorpho. Here. Plastic Man. Here. And Batman. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 
Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! The Justice League is coming! Here we come, hey, look out, come in. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.